0: Okay, good evening, everybody. We're continuing on Zayin Amud Bet. Um, after the first third of the Amud, the Gemara quotes the Mishnah after the column Nekudotayim, the and the Mishnah says Be'echad BeElul, which is another one of the Rosh Hashanim. Be'echad BeElul, Rosh Hashana leMaaser BeEma, and the Gemara says money. According to who uh, is this halacha? And the Gemara says Rabbi Meiri, and we know that the Rabbi Meiri says the T'nan, in the Mishnah. In a Mishnah, Rabbi Meir, in, in Mishnah Bechorot, Rabbi Meir Omer Bechad Beelul Rosh Hashanah, So we know that this opinion in our Mishnah, uh, that is authorless, is in fact the Shita of Rabbi Meir. Now, the Gemara says, wait well, a minute, Ule Vele Regalim, money, the previous Halacha that echad Benisan Rosh Regalim, according to whom? The Gemara says, Rabbi Shimoni. As we already know, previously in the Brainer we learned that there's like five opinions on the Rosh uh, on the regalim in terms of ba'te acher, and the our Mishnah is according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon that there have to be three regalim kesidram according to the, the, the correct order pesach shavuot and Sukkot. That's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. So the and then the says, wait a minute, Eima sefar. Let's read the next verse of the Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon amrim regarding maaser be'ema be'tishrei. So that's the Seifa, is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon that the Rosh Hashanah Le Ma'aser Beima is in fact not in Rosh Chodesh Elul, but rather in Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Now the Gemara says there's a bit of a problem because Reisha Veseifa Rabbi Shimon, Umeziata So if you now read the Mishnah from beginning to end, at least one bit of the Mishnah, then the first there's like three parts. The first part, Bechad Benisa, Rosh Hashanah Le It's according to Rabbi Shimon, and then the next verse. A bit later, it says rosh hashana lemaaser That's Rabbi Mayer, and then Rabbi Laza and Rabbi Shimon betishrei. So it's the Mishnah is like you know it's like a zigzag, beginning with Rabbi Shimon and then oh, moving on to Rabbi Mayer and going back to, to Rabbi Shimon. It's a bit weird. Gemara says it's very unusual. It should it's, it's a bit of a problem to actually to actually say that. Um, and then the Gemara says, Amar Yosef, the truth is. It's really, it's actually not Rabbi Shimon or Rabbi Shimon. The whole Mishnah is Rabbi. Amar so Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi. The whole Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi. Venasibla So Rabbi is stating his opinion, and in you know in some in some halachot uh, he holds like Rabbi Shimon. In other halachot like Rabbi Meir. Then it says savar ke So in fact, it's all a one person. Wait a minute. If it is a one person, Ihachi, if so, Arba'ah? Is it four Rashi Shanim? It actually should be five Rashi Shanim. Havu. Why is that? Because if it's Rabbi, if it's, if it's if the whole Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi, let's see. Rashi says Ihachi in the Debra Matchil Ihachi, which is somewhere parallel to the Tanya in brackets. The Ihachi, if one person said the whole Mishnah, which is Rabbi, so it's actually Chamisha Rosh Hashanim. Skipping a few words, it's Chamisha Rosh Hashanim, and he's enlisting them. Echad Beni San, like we said, la 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 Melachim. Tetvav Beni la Regalim. Remember what we said that Beni uh, San, la Regalim. It's actually not Chodesh Nisan. It's actually Tetvav. It's Pesach. Pesach is the Rosh la Regalim. So there's another hidden Rosh Hashanah in there, right? So there's one Beni 15th of Nisan, Echad <speaking> in Elul, and 1 in Tishrei, <Hebrew> and or Rosh Chodesh Bechamar Beit Shemar Either way, it's another one. So it's five Rosh Hashanim. Okay? It should be Chamisha, Chamisha Havu. Okay? So one Terutz is the one of Rava. Rava says, what R- R- Rabbi says, what R- Rabbi meant is, Arba'a ledivrei hakol. Rabbi says, according what I think, I think there's in fact five Rosh Hashanim. But each one of the opinions hold that there's at least there's there's only four. How, le Rabbi Meir? So they didn't agree with me that there's five. That's why I only wrote it's it's four. How le Rabbi Meir? There is only four. There is no five. Why dal regalim? Because le Rabbi Meir, what do we have? We have Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Do we have Pesach? No, because according to Rabbi Meir, Bal Te'achar is after one regal passes. So that you know just. That's off the list. So there's Echad Nisan, Elul, the two That's just four. That's Rabbi Meir, so that's just four. And then Le Rabbi also four. Dal Maser because according to Rabbi Shimon, there is one Ben Nisan, 15th of Nisan, because it's Le Ragalim. And then, does he have one Be'elul? No, because he said that the Maser Be'ema is in one Tishrei, which is already a Rosh Hashanah in the list. And then, there is two Bishvat, so only four. So according to them, all the opinions, it, it only is for Rosh Hashanim and Rabbi, that's why he kept the number four. That's Rava. Rav Nachman Bar-itzchak gives us another roots on why it's actually four, not five. Nachman uva'hem kamar Hashanim. The truth is, the Mishnah is not listing the days, the Rosh Hashanah days, but rather the months that have that have Rosh Hashanah in, in them. So Nisan has two days, each one of them is Rosh Hashanah to a different uh, uh, issue, but it's counted as one because they're only in a one month. Now the Gemara has a problem with this. The Gemara will reject that. The Gemara says, And the Gemara is going to challenge both Rava and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Um, there's a brighter saying, There's a brighter saying, Rosh Hashanah Laomer. So in the 16th of Nisan, right? The first day of Chol It's actually Rosh Hashanah Laomer. When you bring the Korban omer, this is the Rosh Hashanah we can start eating from the new grains. That's another Rosh Hashanah. And then the 6th of Sivan, Rosh Hashanah Alechem, Because of the Korban offering of Shete Alechem that we bring on Shavuot, it actually allows us to bring Mincha in Beis from the new grain. So basically the Korban omer. And the Korban Sh'te have the same effect. Only the Omer have the, has this effect on every other, you know, every person outside Beit HaMikdash. And we are only allowed to use the new grains inside Beit HaMikdash after Sh'te Alechem. Okay, same function, but only specifically to Beit HaMikdash in Sh'te Alechem. So there's another two Rosh Hashanim. If so, Lerava Litnei Shisha. Rava that said that we're counting the actual days of Rosh Hashanahs, then each one, Rabbi Meir has four, Rabbi Shimon has four, but all agree to these two additional Rosh Hashanahs. So each one of them should have actually counted six. Six. It should have been six Rosh Hashanah, And the Rabbi Nachman Baritzchak, that say that you only count the months, because the months of Sivan, I mean, again, the Rosh Hashanah la la Omer is still in Nisan. so we're gonna have three Rosh Hashanah. in one month doesn't matter, but Nisan, Sivan is a new month, so that should count as five Rosh Hashanah. Now, Omar of Papa, the reason why we don't count those other Rosh Hashanah la Omer, um, la Omer vele shte alechem, Rav Papa says, Ki when the Tana is counting or listing the Rosh Hashanah, chashiv De chayil me'urta. The Tana is only counting something that begins from the night, Mi, like Shabbos or any festival. Me de lo chayil me'urta. a thing or a halacha or a Rosh Hashanah that does not begin from the beginning of the day, which is actually the night. If it's if, if it's not beginning meurta, meurta is the night. Lo so we're not counting them, and therefore Rosh Hashanah omer. It's actually the korban is brought during the day, so. so we don't count it, and also the Sh'ti and the command for doing the day, and we only count Rosh Hashanahs that begin with candle lighting, more or less. Sorry. Now the Gemara says, wait a minute. So I have one in that list that start, that does not start from the night, that only, only starts from the day. So the Gemara says, Vare Regalim. Why do we count Nisan as Rosh Hashanah La Regalim or Pesach? So the Gemara now makes an, an assumption. At this stage of the Gemara, if you see Rashi, in the um, there is not the narrow lines, they're not the widest lines, like the, the the medium lines. So Rashi said in the first medium line, And then the next line he says, The Gemara now thinks that the Zman of Balte Acher does not begin. The clock of Balte Acher does not start clicking from the night when the day becomes holy. How, but rather, Right, the balte acher is when you can actually bring the korban in, and then you don't. This is, where you, this is the relevant time for counting or for, for considering balte acher. So the Gemara says, if that all, we can only bring the korban after the tamid shel shachar, in the next day. So this is lichora, we shouldn't count that too. It doesn't start from the night, and still it is counted, the kachashiv, According to Rashi's version, so in other words, the truth is that the obligation to bring the obligation to bring the korban begins from the evening. In other words, if you commit yourself to bring a korban to uh, Bet Migdash, even in the air of Pesach, then can the lighting in air of Pesach? You're already obligated to bring it, and, and it's. It's a pro, it's, let's say it makes sense that if that already from the night it will start clicking and that will be a whole, that would be a regal. That, that would be a, so that is the relevant time for counting your Baal Te Akhir. Uh, In other words, the point is not the time you can actually bring the Korban. But the time you actually suppose, even, let's say, put it in, in other words. We're not talking about the time that your obligation starts. Okay? We're only talking about the time, ta- in other words, the obligation. So the Hav of the Gemara, we thought the obligation starts when you can actually bring the Korban, which meaning in the day of the fest of the Chag. But you see, the truth is, now the Gemara says, the obligation starts from the mo- moment you actually make the neder. That could be, if you make the neder Erev Chag, that's when you start being obligated. And the discussion of the, the, the Rosh al Regalim is only when you start counting your, your, your Chagim uh, to violate Chas F'Shalom Baal So we are obligated from the moment you say the later. Let's say even if it's Erev Pesach, and then as soon as Pesach uh, enters, that's one festival. As soon as Shavuos enters, another festival, okay? Um, and, and and again, it begins from the evening, and that's why it is counted in the list. says, The Gemara, Ve'arei Yovlot. Wait a minute, we said that, Tishrei, Chad Ve'tishrei, Rosh Hashanah La'yoblot, Meurta. So the Halacha is, that, I mean, according to one opinion, as we'll soon see, that the yovel, all the halachot of Shnata Yovel, the 50th year, uh, only apply in Yom Kippur, in the 10th day actually, when Din are blowing the shofar. As the Pasuk say, um, So only then, so obviously it does not begin from the, from the night before, only in the day, and still it is, list, it is counted or listed in the Mishnah. The Gemara answers Rabbi Ishmael ben Oshel Rabbi Yochanan ben Brocai. So, in fact, the Mishnah is according to Rabbi Ishmael, the son of Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca, who says, who holds his opinion is Me Rosh Hashanah Chayil Yovel. That in fact, the Yovel uh, applies or, or enters in right from right in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. By the way, in brackets, one could actually have a, have a problem. Wait a minute. If the Jubilee Yovel begins in Yom Kippur, that's another Rosh Hashanah to the list. A new Betishweh. Right? So Tosfat in the next page actually noticed this, this is actually a tema. It's not a problem because we already, um, we already said that our Mishnah is according to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shmael, Rabbi Yochanan Broka, who does not agree with this. He say that the, the veil starts from Aleph Betishweh and that's not an additional Rosh Hashanah. Just have in mind if that bothered you, then you should know Tosfat says that as well. Um, okay, so... We asked, according to Rav and Rav Bar why do we not count five or six Rosh Hashanim? Why do we not consider the sixteenth of Nisan for Rosh Hashanah Omer? Uh, and why do we not consider the sixth of Sivan Rosh Hashanah Halechem? Now we mentioned one territory of Rav Papa. Now there's another territory of Rav Shisha Brei de Ravidi, which is a bit similar, definitely in structure, to the previous one. And he says, why are you not counting those two Rosh Hashanah la-Omer <laughs> Ki when the Tanah was counting them, <laughs> He only counted uh, Rosh Hashanim that are not dependent of any action. <laughs> <laughs> if there was any Rosh Hashanah that's dependent on one's action, <laughs> He didn't count in the Mishnah. Right. And of course, the Rosh Hashanah le and to the Sh'ti <laughs> alechem, meaning the 16th of Nisan and the 6th of Sivan, it, they're dependent on the Korban that we bring, and therefore they were not listed. The, Gemara says, the same of Amina. we thought that Regalim is all dependent it all dependent on the Korban that you actually bring or you could bring uh, during the day. And the Gemara says, no, 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 like we explained previously, the obligation is already there, and we're only clicking or, 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 or counting uh the, the, the festival for Acher, and that begins naturally or regardless of any action that you would do already from the candle lighting or from the evening from nightfall at least and therefore it's independent of any deed and it's counted. And then the of lot what would you do with the Yovel again once again the Yovel it it only begins when we when the bait didn't blow the Shafanium keeper same question, similar question, similar answer. The Gemara says Rabbi Shmael, It's according to Rabbi Shmuel Yochanan Ben Berokai, who say, who says that it actually begins in Aleph Betishrei naturally, regardless of any action. Okay. Now, Rav Ashi is giving us another answer um, on why it's only for Rosh Hashanim, and here Rav Ashi is going back to the first question that we said. Why did Why did the Mishnah says Arbaav Elochamisha? Because if it's Rebbe if Rebbe is saying the whole Mishnah, then it should have been five. So we had one Teretz, I don't want to make it uh, too complicated, but it's just a Gemara. So we had a first Teretz by Rava, and then that, another Teretz by Rav Nachman by Now we have a third Teretz by Rav Ashi. Why, if that, the whole Mishnah is according to Rebbe, why is it four Rosh and not five? Rav Ashi says... So Rebbe was only counting the Rosh Hashanim that actually fall on exactly the Rosh Chodesh. There, are only, there may be more than four Rosh Hashanim, but there are only four Rosh Hashanim who fall on the first day of the month. On the Rosh Chodesh, okay? That actually fall on four Rosh Hashanim. And then, of course, Rashi has to make a very, very important comment that La Regalim is not in the list. Okay? So, even if it's mentioned in the Mishnah, it's not a part of the list because obviously it's the it's, it's not the Rosh Chodesh. Okay? So, Rashi says, La Regalim, La Regalim, Min Haminyan. So, they are mentioned in the Mishnah, but they're not a part of the four. But uh, there, now the Gemara says, wait a minute. So wait a minute, you tell me that we're only counting the Rosh Hashanah that falls on a Rosh Chodesh. So what's your fourth Rosh Hashanah? Help me out. What's the fourth Rosh Hashanah that's mentioned in the Mishnah? The one on Chodesh, Shvat. Right, remember the Mishnah? Nisan, Elul, Tishrei, and Shvat, So in Shvat, there's a machlok in Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Wait a minute, according to Beit Hillel, the Rosh Hashanah Lailan layla, is in two Bishvat. Only according to Beit Shammai, it's in the Rosh Chodesh. You, Ravashi, you tell me that we're only listing the Rosh Hashanah that fall on the Rosh Chodesh. So, Bechad Bishvat ke Beit Shammai. So, according to you, the Rosh Hashanah that you count as the fourth Rosh Hashanah is according to Beit Shammai. And that's not the way of usually the Mishnah. To, 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 to have a stam of the Mishnah, the, the, the stam of the Mishnah, the author of this Mishnah, to uh, go by according to Beit Shamayim. What I meant is, so it's actually the four, the Tana begins says, four Rosh Hashanah on a Rosh Chodesh, and then he elaborates and he says, but the truth is, as you'll see in a second, that only three are in a consensus. And the fourth is a machloket, subject to machloket between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Once again, we're going to have to comment that the three are not in the consensus because under Rosh Hashan le Maaser Be'ama, there is a machloket between Tanakhama, or Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi el and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Meir says it's one be'elul, Rabbi El-Azad and Rabbi Shimon says it's one be'tishrei. So Rashi again comments on that again, and he says, Nachon, but we're not considering the other machlokot, um, only the machloket of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Or in other words, in other words, the, the Machloket of Beit Shammai is important enough that we will not have a Mishnah, a Stam Mishnah according to Beit Shammai. And therefore we had to explain that. But the previous Machloket, Rabbi Meir versus Rabbi Azar and Rabbi Shimon, we could say that the Tana holds Bestam against Rabbi and according to Rabbi Meir. And therefore to him, it's not a, it's, it's not a significant enough Machloket. So it could count as a proper Rosh Shanah. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next quote. Any questions? Okay, we on to the next quote of the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon betishrei." So again, we're talking about the other opinion on when does the Rosh Hashanah form Maaser BeEma fall, and they say it's not one beElu; it's one betishrei. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. So that's a machloket, right? Between Rabbi Meir and, on the one side and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon on the other side. Rabbi Yochanan says, yikra They both are learned it from the same pasuk. They only read it differently. Mar atzon af so the, how do you say the tzon, like the kvasim, the sheep, um, would dress pillows. It's like when someone is, Puts a pillow, dressing a pillow under his uh, shirt. It looks like they're pregnant, right? That, that that's an expression to say they're now pregnant. Where when were they impregnant, impregnated, impregnant? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, when did that happen? So now Rabbi Meir, that's oh, so I'll just translate the pasuk. So the so the sheep dress pillows and the valleys would be covered by Ba which is t'vua. Um, uh, how do you say it? Well like of the grain? The, the, produce. Fruit. Produce. 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 Thank you very much. So then when they are uh, actually singing, we'll, we'll soon see what it means. So now Rabbi Meir's take on the Pasuk, Rabbi Meir Savar, a Mataila Sukarimatson, when does when does when do the sheep uh, get impregnated? when the, when the when the, val, when the valleys will be covered by produce. Ya when they actually with the produce starts growing. When does that happen? Be'Adam Chodesh Adar is, let's say, it's the time while the produce is is growing properly. So they are impregnated in a once and for impregnated, impregnated. Thank you. So they're impregnated in Adar. Ve'oldot be'av. The pregnancy uh, time lapse of a sheep is five months, and they have their offspring on. Av, five months, do the counting. Adar, Nisan, Ya, Sivan, Tammuz. Adar, Adar, And then they Adar, Nisan, Ya, Sivan, Tammuz. And then the birth is on Av, right? Um, so they give birth on Av. Then the Rosh Hashanah is in Elul. The Rosh Hashanah will be the next month, as we see in the Gemara. After the produce or or like the off, the produce of offspring is complete. Then the next month will be the Rosh Hashanah. Will be the, the end of that year of that financial year. Okay. Uh, so if the if if most of them give birth an Av, then the Rosh Hashanah will be Elul. That's what Meir. However, Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon have a different take on the pasuk. They say uh, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, say, When did the sheep dress pillows? They go to the last part of the pasuk. Shira. When? does does all the shibolim all the wheat uh, sing a song Omrochira, okay? and so Rashi says it means when they're actually full fully loaded with grains they're uh, mama in their uh, full strength and it and, and they also um they grow a bit hotter and when the wind blows, they make a little bit of a noise and it sounds as like, metaphorically as if they're singing and also they will they're full of fruit uh which also could be metaphorically. Uh, singing. So that when does that happen? Not in Nadar, but a bit later, when they're in the full strength, in Nisan. That happens in Nisan. So they're impregnated in Nisan, and then count five months of the pregnancy, they give birth in Elul. So the Rosh Hashanah will be the next month, like we said pre- uh, previously, the Rosh Hashanah will be Tishrei. That's according to Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shimon. So basically what's happening here, we have a pasuk with three verses, the sheep with dress pillows, and then we have one part of the Pasuk that's talking about Adar, the beginning of the produce growing, and then the end, or the peak of the produce, which is Nisan. Nahon. So mm-hmm. the only question is, when is the pregnancy, is that happening in a, in a, do we connect it to the middle part or to the third part of the Pasuk? Nahon? Mm-hmm. So now the Gemara is going gonna, is gonna to play with this a little bit. The Gemara is going to say, Veidach nami. wait a minute, so Rabbi Meir how could he ignore the third part of the Pasuk? Rabbi Meir also agrees that the Pasuk says, Ituahu that's talking about Nisan. What does, what does he do with that? He says, Yeah, the third part of the Pasuk is talking about the late comers, or the late bloomers of all the, the sheep. Some of them do get impregnated later in Nisan, but the majority is a Adar, and that's what matters. What about What are they going to do with the middle? What are they going to do with the middle part of the Pasuk? Again, the, the valleys would, would be covered with produce, which refers to Adar. How does he explain this? He says, of course, in a natural, of course, easily. He would say the, very, the convenient Eretz. No, the other Pasuk, the other part was talking about fighter The early uh, impregnations are in Adar. But the majority are in Nisan and that's what matters. Now the Gemara says, wait a minute, it, it could only work one way, not the other. Bishlama, we could explain it according to Rabbi Meir. Bishlama Rabbi Meir, as the Pasuk says, it, it, Rabbi Meir follows the exact order of the Pasuk. The sheep would be uh, wearing the pillows in when the veils are covered with produce, which is Adar. And then the last part of the Pasuk mentioned, Nachon, ve'ikanami yitro'ahu afyashiru. Some of them are impregnated a month later, but it's not the majority. So that could work with the original Pasuk. However, El Rabbi Shim'on, Rabbi Rabbi Shim'on, the Pasuk should have been written the other way around. L'vshu as follows. Lavshu karim the sheep would be wearing pillows, in the time when it And then the end of the Pasuk should have been. Some of them also impregnated in, the, in other, the time when the Amakim Fuba. So it wouldn't work according to Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon. It, the Pasuk would not work. The Gemara changes uh, the strategy. Wait a minute. They really don't learn it from. They're not all based on that Pasuk. There's another Pasuk that they are both based on. And they learn it differently. marava the Kule Alma, they both agree, both I mean Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, on the other hand, everyone agrees that the sheep wearing the pillows are impregnated, at Fubar, and Chodesh Adab. And then they all bear their give birth to their offspring when in Chodesh Av. V'hacha, so what's the machloket? V'hacha, which also solves a little bit of a problem, because if we had to explain that the machloket between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi of and Rabbi Shimon is the machloket on the reality, when do the majority of the sheep give birth? It's a little bit of a thing that we could actually go out to the field and check. Hmm. So what, whatever it has to do with the Pasuk, okay? So now, at least at this stage, of think is it's definitely resolved, There's not a problem, because it's not that everyone agrees on the reality. They are all impregnated on Adar. Give the majority give birth on by Chodesh Av. Now, what's the machloket? There's another pasuk that they have a machloket on. The pasuk says, "Aser Aser, Aser It's <coughs> tivuat. Anyone with the Torah or can can uh, complete the pasuk. Thank you, Sarah. Aser te Aser t'vuaat zarah. It's called zvuaat zarah. It's called zvuaat zarah. It's a sadeh shana shana. it's So this pasuk says Aser te The word Aser, coming is coming twice. And the Chazal learned from it that B'shnei ma'aserot hakatuv me'rabir Aser te Aser. The word Aser refers to two types of tithes, ma'aserot. Echad ma'aser be'ema, vechad ma'aser dagan. Still, everyone agrees. Now, where comes the machloket? Here it comes. Rabbi Meir Sava, Meir says, Ma- So, everyone also agrees that the Pasuk is comparing them. It's a hekesh. We're comparing one to the other. Rabbi Meir Sava, this is how we compare them. Makish ma'aser be'ema lemaaser dagan. We compare them to, uh, as follows. Mama ma'aser dagan, samuch li'gmaro isuro. Just like ma'aser dagan, right after the time it's finished, comes the Rosh Hashanah to the ma'aser. <coughs> okay, the next month will be the Rosh Hashanah. The next year of ma'asrot... Okay, and the Dagan or the grains are finished on Chodesh, by Chodesh Elul, because they keep it um, in the, uh, let's say, in their um, goren. how say goren? Like the um, barns? Low, low, low barns? Yeah. Like in a, they keep it in storage to just dry, uh, to dry until the end of the summer, okay? So, and then only then they will collect them. So that happens, this is uh, according to Rashi, that happens by Chodesh Elul, and then the next month will be Sticha. Slicha. That's going to happen by Chodesh Av. Slicha. Uh, That's Slicha. For the Maser, uh, Maser uh, Dagan, it's definitely Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. So that happens by Elul. And then Rosh, Rosh Aleph Betishrei is the Rosh Shana for the Maser Dagan. But we learn the same principle, just like with the Maser Dagan right after it finishes, the, the, this year's produce finishes, the next month will be the next year, just like so, And then again, the most of them are born by Chodesh Av, and the Rosh Hashanah LaMaser Beema would then be the next month, which is Rosh Chodesh Elul. That's how Rabbi Meir compares the two, the two Ma'asrot. Rabbi Eleazar and Rabbi Shimon compares them differently. Yes, Savri Ma'kish Again, there is a comparison, only a different one, not on the principle or the mechanics, but rather just simply on the date. Dagan Rosh Tishrei. Just like on the Ma'aser Dagan, we know that the Rosh Hashanah of it is Tishrei. Rosh is Tishrei. If you wonder how do we know that the Ma'aser Dagan is Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei, you can go to the Tosfot, and he says, you know what? Nowhere says. What's the source for that? And then what has uh, maybe an, uh, a suggestion. Okay, um, your call. Yeah. We we can we can go. Then ne- you tell me the next one is not very long. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna thoughts on the top of. That's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, we'll do my best. Omer the Gemara, be betishrei rosh hashanah shanim. The next part of the Mishnah. Le ma yilcheta? What does it mean? What's the that mean? Rosh hashanah shanim. What does that mean? Amarav papa. It means leshtarot. In other words, we need a system of a consistent system to know when does the year begin when we write the dates on the shtarot. They this year so, to King so and so. Ditnan, as we know, the Mishnah says shitrei chovam ugdamin p'tulim they cherim. If it's a late shtar uh, document. Um, it's 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 kosher. If it's early, then it's illegal. Not entirely illegal, but you cannot go and um, and take your money or claim your money from properties that have already been sold by the person who who um, borrowed the money. Okay, like we said previously in the first page, in the first daf Bait. Now the gemara says, wait a minute. You're telling me that ichad betishrei is rosh hashana. Lashanim, meaning Wait a minute. The Mishnah also said is the Rosh Hashanah to the kings, and then in the Gemara we explain. What's what's the halacha? Rav Chizda says l'shtarot. So actually, the Rosh Hashanah for all the Ishtarot is in beichad isan not in beichad b'tishrei. How do you reconcile that? The Gemara says It's on a kushia. Can lemalchus israel here is Lemal Israel because we know that we start counting their years from Echad Slicha. Kanem Israel meaning Benisa, because we start counting their year in Rosh Chodesh Benisa. Aval Kan here in our Gemara, in Rosh Echad Betishrei to the kings of the other nations. Now the Gemara says, wait a minute. So you're telling me that it's already all in the Mishnah? The Mishnah says, Rosh Hashanah for the Shtarot in Echad Benisa, and Rosh Hashanah for the Shtarot in Echad Betishrei. And when we do the math, it's a contradiction, but it's not because we have to explain that the first one is talking about Malchai Israel and the other one is talking about Malchai Umoot HaOlam, the kings of the nations. So wait a minute, Rav Chizda, that we saw in the Gemara, again, earlier in the Gemara, daf Gimbal El Ela hada amal Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said, Lo shanu ela Israel, mitishrei maninan. So, Everything that the Mishnah said, and we start counting the years of the kings from Rosh and it's only for, you, for Jewish kings. But to the other nations' kings, no, we count from Tishrei. So what Rav Chizda said, Rav matniti nata Did Rav Chizda come to teach us what the Mishnah already tells us? Or oh, Rav Chizda said, it's already in the Mishnah. So it doesn't make sense that Rav Chizda would bother to tell us what's already written in the Mishnah. And the Gemara says, no, Rav Hizda in other words, Rav Chizda of course didn't want to tell us what the Mishnah tells us, but he wanted to tell us that in order to tell us what came right after it, and this is where the Gemara proved this, you know, proved it from the sources, from but to the non-Jewish kings we can't from Tishrei. That was Rav Chizda meant to say, and um, yeah, so that's one explanation. or you could say Rav Chizda <coughs> actually meant to tell you the very halacha. That for the non-Jewish kings, he came from Tishrei. And when he asked, wait a minute, but it's already in the Mishnah. No, 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 no. Rav Chizda, Zera, In fact, Rav Chizda have a different take on this part of the Mishnah. Again, we began with a quote. Be'ichad betishrei, Rosh Hashanah, Lashanim. And we said, according to Rav Papa, it means Lestarot. But there's not the only explanation. That's only Rav Papa. The, in fact, Rav Zera says it's L'tkufa. The, the, the meaning of Rosh Hashanah and chad betishrei is to to the calculations of all the times of the solar year. We're not gonna elaborate a lot about this, but all the calculations that we have on the solar years and the solar cycles, um, they're all based on the assumption that the sun, or let's say, that the the, the movement of the sun began in one B'tishrei, not in one benisan. if that makes sense, Mm. okay? It, there's a whole machloket, and then the Gemara says, and it touches the machloket. Uh, of Rabbi Eliezeri, Amar Eliezer, the world was created on Tishrei, and this is when the sun began to actually move. We know it's not the sun that moves, but anyway. Okay, that's one explanation. So when the the Mishnah says Rosh Hashanah Echad Lashanim, that means to, to the calculation of the tkufa of the lunar of the solar year. A third explanation is by Rav Nachman. A very popular one, and a Yiddish one. Rav Nachman rakamar, rosh Hashanah Lashanim echad Betishrei, meaning Ladin to the judgment. This is the classic judgment day. Dekhtiv, as the passage says, from the beginning of the year all the way to the end of the year. The passage says that the Eretz Israel is the land where the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch Hu watches over that land from the beginning of the year to the end. The Gemara learns from it, from the beginning of the year, is already judged and planned what's going to happen in the end of that year. It's all planned in advance. The Gemara says, how do you know it's Tishrei? Oh, the day of judgment, we know it's Tishrei. Why? Because the Pasuk in Tehilim says, So you shall blow the Shofar on the month, by the way, or the moon, which all month and moon come from the same root, um, and the Kese, the Gemara, the Gemara explains that the Yom Chagenu, it's a Chag, it's a festival, that is a Kese. Kese, in other words, the moon is covered, it's not seen very properly because it's covered. It is as if it's covered. Um, a lot of our festivals are in a full moon, but this Chag, the Gemara says, what festival is it? kasebo. That the month, that the month or the moon is covered in it. <speaking> in <Hebrew> is the Rosh, Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, you can barely see the moon. So obviously we're talking about Rosh Hashanah. And then the next Pasak, Kihok le Mishpat Yaakov. Okay? Kihok <speaking in Hebrew> is like uh, is is the law, law or judgment for, for Israel, Mishpat <speaking in Hebrew> again, judgment to the God of Ya'akov. Okay, and that's Rosh Hashanah, and that's what it means one bitisher rush shana rashanim very very briefly Tan banan ki hokle israel the mishpat leyoakov desem pasuk melame tichaz she'el bedin shel mal nikhnasim la ela im ken kitshub bedin shel matah hatchodash in other words first of all hokle israel meaning Am israel the people are mekadesh hatchodash sanctify the, the 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 new month and only then mishpat leyoakov the god of yakov will judge okay so our is waiting for us to call it a new month another brighta has a different read on this pasuk. tanya idach ki chok le israel who the judgment is only on am israel li Yisrael. we only learned that the israel am israel is judged leumot haolam Inayin. how do we know that the rest of the nations are also judged on that day talmud lomar mishpat lo that the judgment is to the god of yaakov and not just the, the nation. If the God is judging, He's judging all of His creation. Wait a minute. So if the, ju- if the judgment is to the God of Yaakov and He's judging all of the creation, then obviously He's judging Am Israel too. In Cain, Why do we need to say, Israel? We, we already know that because HaKadosh Baruch is judging everyone. The says, It teaches us that Israel are the first to be judged. Kedrav as Rav Chizda says, Melech If we have the king and the tzibur, Melech First of all, the king will be judged, and only after that the tzibur. mishpat avdo, mishpat amo. In the prayer of Shlomo Amalek, when he builds the Beit Hamikdash, he prays that Hashem will ha- will do the mishpat avdo, your servant. He's talking, referring to himself, the king, and afterwards he will judge the people. <coughs> Why does the king come first? Two reasons, my Tama, if you wish to say, Eima, when you, you want the people to be judged first and then the king will be waiting in the waiting room, that's inappropriate for the king. So let him be judged first so he doesn't have to wait. So you probably want to judge the king before all the people are judged and then already there will be a bit of a af, bit of a anger on all the people's sins and the king will not be judged very favorably. Therefore, we first of all judge the king. And with that, we'll finish today. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, Did our best. It was uh, sort of almost 20 minutes.